You're listening to Not The Queen's English, the podcast where we talk about all things British English and life in the UK. My name's Holly. And my name's Murray. And this week, we're talking all about poshness. Poshness. Hmm. Hmm. What does poshness mean to you? I defer to you on this matter, as you are infinitely posher than I. Well, that's very interesting, isn't it? Because how... Why do you think I'm posher than you? Because you've got an RP accent. And you're from England. (laughs) And you um, have opinions about things like, um, I don't know, where the best place to buy an avocado is. That's a bad example. Yeah, come Um, on, who doesn't? I'm sure you've got those opinions as well. I wish I could afford avocados to have such opinions. Um, No, I don't know. I mean, you are just posher than me. I don't think it even really stands up to questioning. Do you know what I mean? Like, you... Um, just your accent is such a big part of it, I think. Mm, but it's it's funny, isn't it? Because I, it's strange how that that is a key part of what people mean by being posh in the UK. Yeah. Is having an RP accent or speaking the Queen's English. Well, this is the thing. And even people who are very posh in lots of other ways, if they don't have that accent, they sort of get away without people calling them posh or are stigmatised and don't get to be as posh as they want to be. Well, the thing is, though, when you say posh in other ways, do you just mean rich? Because there's a key difference between being rich and being posh, and I think that's something that... Although it is a fine line, in some ways. Well, I don't know. (laughs) I think anyone coming to the UK would find this very difficult to... I mean, the whole class system system in the UK is very difficult to get your head around anyway. Mm. Um, But then, yeah, trying... Sort of realising that there's this sort of great gulf of snobbery between people who are you know very rich but are not accepted into posh circles versus a lot of people who are very posh and don't really have any money well you say a lot of people i mean i think people who are posh and don't have any money that's sort of aristocrats yeah that is what i mean (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that's an interesting way of putting it now I, i suppose there's the stereotype of people who've inherited some enormous stately home somewhere Mm. so they're posh they come from you know an ancient family uh, and they maybe have a title they're maybe the duke of somewhere or other but actually uh trying to look after a house that's that big with an estate to go with it means that they don't actually have money to spend on stuff and that's kind of a sign of being posh really in, in the way that people always talk about I was about to say Prince Charles, but we've got to call him King Charles now. King Prince Charles. King Prince Charles, um, who is always sort of been known for wearing the same clothes over and over again, or kind of wearing old clothes. Mm-hmm. And that's often seen to be a sign of being posh, that you've got very good quality clothes, and you repair them, and you keep wearing them for decades. <laughs> well, the thing... Okay. It's quite complicated, though, because there's posh and then there's, like, another layer of posh above posh. Yeah. To, from my perspective, where, like... So there's posh people who are, like, quite rich and, like, fancy in lots of ways. And then there are people who are literally, like, aristocrats. Yeah. And they have a bit of a reputation for just being a bit, like, mad and dirty. And, like, <laughs> they basically they get away with living as if they're much poorer than they actually are because they're so posh that it's like unquestionable mm. like if they walk around just wearing like sort of layers and layers of woolens because they haven't put the heating on like that's not considered it's sort of eccentric yeah, and charming yeah um whereas like people are sort of step down on the poshness scale 
you know, we'll be spending more money and looking a bit more flash. Mm. Um, this is the thing, it's not... We ca- it's hard for us to talk about what poshness is because there's so many layers mm. to what it is. And... Yeah. and it means different things to different people. So, like, we were sort of making the distinction between, like, new and old money. Yeah. But the, the thing is, so people who are new money, people who are rich but don't necessarily come from, like, a posh background you know, they might have very expensive, flashy, showy stuff. And, like, some people would say, like, oh, that's a posh car he's got. Yeah. But other, but people that we would consider to be posh would not think that stuff was posh. They would think it was vulgar. Yeah. So do you know what I mean? There's very, <laughs> there's very different. Oh. Um, I would just think as well of the um, Morgana being Natalie Cassidy and talking yeah. about her posh frock. Yeah. Um, oh. And it's very difficult to, to explain what posh means in that context because it's something slightly different. Yeah. Uh, of things that seem aspirational to people who haven't been sort of indoctrinated into the culture where they know what is actually acceptable. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like there's su- it's such a minefield. Yeah, everyone has their own idea of what it means, I guess. It's, yeah. it's like, is the thing. So in terms of like British celebrities, <laughs> okay, because I, I think that, I mean, so many British celebrities are also pretty posh. And I think the sort of stereotype a lot of people have of British people is very posh. It's kind of like Richard Curtis films where people live in beautiful townhouses Mm. in London. It's Hugh Grant. Yeah, dinner parties, Hugh Grant. (laughs) So British celebrities, like, who do you think are, like, the real posh ones that that people will know? Because for me, like... People, this sort of international obsession with people like Tom Hiddleston, Eddie Redmayne, Eddie Redmayne, Benedict Cumberbatch—they are they like are the unholy posh. trinity. <laughs> they are proper posh because then they go to like Eton. Yeah, well, I think one of them might have gone to Harrow. They all okay. went to like public school, which is like the really expensive private school. Yeah, this, it's like yeah. <laughs> it's the sort of place where you'd go, like you'd go and you'd board there because you probably wouldn't be allowed to be a day pupil and you'd wear some sort of like medieval costume and march into dinner uh, and that it it cost something like I don't know 45,000 pounds a year. And you'd probably be subjected there. to some just absolutely horrendous treatment on the name of like building your character. Yeah, just sort of like uh, like a, a girl we knew at university who went to a very posh school and had to do like running up a hill until she was sick uh, to sort of build up her fitness levels. <laughs> so <laughs> just stuff like that, like these sort of old traditions of like, oh, toughen you up or whatever. Mm. And the, the thing is that like a lot of politicians in the UK went through that system. Mm. Um, and you wonder why they don't have any empathy or compassion. Yeah. Um, and it is just like, it's important to stress like that is so ingrained. Although that in itself is a very unusual. I think something, but something like seven percent of um, like school age children in the UK are at private schools. I don't know what this statistic is for like public schools or yeah. boarding schools. So seven percent—that's a very small percentage—and yet these are the people who generally end up being politicians, judges. Um, people who run big companies, people who are like high up in the civil service, and get to play villains in superhero films. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and become unlikely sex symbols despite having like no jaws or visible musculature. Um... Well, you know, let's not be bitter. <laughs> 
But it is funny because then I guess there's also people like um, Emma Watson, like, Mm. you know, she's super posh. She went to very posh schools. Um, And yeah, I think that there are just a lot of people who are in the public eye internationally. Well, and also it's increasingly the case that if you are in the arts in the UK, if you're like a famous actor, singer, whatever, like you probably you probably come from a very privileged background because like <laughs> just there isn't you know like I have a, I feel like in the 60s and 70s there were people who came up through the arts because like you know they could be on benefits for a while whilst they got their band off the ground or whatever whereas like the UK and they didn't have to pay to go to art school yeah university was free which it isn't anymore <laughs> like there was there used to be so much there used to be much better opportunities obviously not for everyone because like society was much more intolerant in lots of ways back then but there used to be much better opportunities for like poorer people to experiment and to like do creative stuff and like get ahead whereas now the only people who really have the freedom to pursue those kind of careers are the sort of Eddie Redmaynes the people whose parents can buy them a flat in London whilst they go to RADA or whatever um yeah it's a very it's just a, like an odd thing. Isn't I think it? the like the insane poshness of like British celebrity culture was really brought home for me. Remember when they remember when they found Richard the Third in a car park <laughs> in Leicester? Was it Leicester? Yeah. Um, and then they like buried him. Yeah. And Benedict Cumberbatch read a poem because he's his like great 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 grandnephew or whatever. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Um, that was very classic yeah he was like i guess i don't know why i don't know how they even discovered i just feel like we need to give a, a, a slight bit of backstory here but yeah like he was buried somewhere Who and was then buried? benedict cumberbatch <laughs> richard the third right. was buried and then i don't know how but they found his grave i guess it was it unmarked because he lost the well, war of the roses in, in battle did he let's it, not let's no. not expose how ignorant we are but about history because yeah richard of york gave battle in vain i don't know babe I, the... <laughs> this isn't your history this is the thing um thank you it's with, english yeah history. it's english history um yeah well anyway i think maybe because he had a sort of ignominious ending he was he was his grave was unmarked and then they found it somehow it was found and they realised it was under like a supermarket car park or something yeah. in Leicester, uh, which is in the Midlands. Uh, There's just been a film about this, by the way. You know, there has been yeah, filming it in Edinburgh. Thing. Remember oh, we yeah. saw them film it? Oh my God. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, we might be in the background. Oh my God. <laughs> I want some bloody money if we are. Yeah, oh my God. I'm just imagining them being like, oh, I'm Richard III time, like there were all these like peasants. Stoop, and then it just like... Toothless peasants. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know if that would I definitely happen. want some money if that's what they've oh done. Oh my god. What would you say, like, the three things that come to mind when I say... if I, So, for example, if I said to you, like, oh, I met this man last week, he was really posh, I'd like you to tell me what you'd imagine the man was wearing. Oh. Okay, red trousers. Yeah. Like, red sort of corduroys or chinos, maybe. Yeah. Are they corduroys generally the red trousers of, of lore? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, red, red tr- trousers. Um, like a sort of jacket that makes it look like he's a farmer. Yeah, but like, like a, a barber jacket, like a yeah. waxed jacket. There we go. Yeah. A, a waxed jacket? Yeah, a waxed called? jacket. <laughs> okay, yeah, barber jacket. Um, 
maybe some sort of like sensible but expensive fleece or something do you know what I mean yeah. like the, just this general thing of like being dressed for the countryside <laughs> yeah at all um, times but, but not necessarily in a way that's entirely practical but it just looks like you should be in the countryside mm. and um, what about the face of a posh person um, if you had to compare their face <laughs> to that of any animal animal yeah come on you must know where I'm getting at what I'm getting at here no, I don't know. Okay, well, in my... Horse, I, yeah. horsey, right, yeah. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Posh people are often described as being horsey. Yeah. Partly because young posh girls generally are raised with horses. Yeah, <laughs> I don't so... mean, like, in the field. <laughs> they um, just gallop around. They, they just, like, yeah, they maybe own horses. They, horse riding is very posh. Yeah. Dressage is very posh. <laughs> um... And yeah, but also people looking horsey. So like having like a long face, maybe like big sticky Very out big teeth. teeth, yeah. Um, but also people quite often refer to like really posh people as like a chinless wonder. Because <laughs> yeah. um, like... Wonder's a very kind way of... I feel like that's the the expression I've heard. My dad referred to people as like a, a chinless wonder. Yeah, my dad would use a word beginning with B uh, oh. for the chinless. But he would, well, also, say, he would also say wonder. Yeah, um, which yeah. I think is... It's a reference to inbreeding. Okay, well, yeah, like, that's another stereotype. Point that's a stereotype that, you know, people, that especially the aristocracy, that they kind of married their cousins. To in keep order the money to keep, in the family. Keep the money in the family and keep the title going. Yeah. And ensure, and ensure, <laughs> and ensure <laughs> there was a male heir to keep the name going. Yeah. Um, if you were pretending to be posh, what sort of how would you talk and what kind of things would you say to make people realize if you're like giving me an anecdote about like oh yeah i'd like met this really posh woman like how would you convey poshness to me i'd be like what who pip pip <laughs> um oh my god and like saying what weird like randomly at the end of a sentence being like um oh i gave him two of the best what yeah um, what <laughs> meaning i punched him um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where it's, that comes from. It's giving someone two of the best for punching them. I, I don't know. I, people say, like, um, giving... I, there is an expression that's okay. like that, but it's posh, so I don't know it. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> what, what ho, pip pip. Yeah. Pip pip just means, like, hurry up, doesn't it? Well, I think I don't that's... Know. Yeah, I think that is how, how people would use it, but yeah. it has just... Yeah, you you would only say that if you are really posh. Yeah, the what thing... Yeah. I'm I'm not sure I've ever known anyone. That's who, very old fashioned. Yeah, though. I don't know if anyone does that now. Um, but just you know, oh, there were three of us there. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing that's quite nice about posh people is sometimes being very creative with language. I'm thinking of Nigella here, oh. uh, Nigella, beloved TV cook Nigella Lawson, who like broke the internet in, <laughs> in a very small way when on one of her programs she said microwave instead of microwave. <laughs> but I love that because I think what that's slightly tapping into is a thing in the UK of, um, yeah, I guess pretending to pronounce things in a sort of foreign, quote-unquote, way, <laughs> especially, like, saying things in, like, a French way and thinking that's posh. Uh, yeah. I think that there's, yeah... There's... I think with Nigella, there's, like, several layers of, like, camp and irony and self-parody yeah. going on there, which is just, yeah, delicious to think about. But she she's a nice example of someone who's, like, fantastically posh, but, but in such a really nice way. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not just, like, sort of loud and belligerent about it. Not using it to just, like, oppress everybody else. No. Another example would be Joanna Lumley. Oh my god, I love Joanna Lumley. <laughs> I know, we, yeah. do, we both love Joanna Lumley. I'm just having that sort of lovely cut glass 
whispering, almost smoky, posh accents. Yeah, and she's another one who just uses language beautifully. Like, mm. yeah. Like uh, like Miranda, the, the BBC sitcom. Yeah, Miranda is who I always think of when I have to, when I think of the word plummy. Ah. When we talk about who has like a plummy voice mm. or plummy accent, meaning just like very posh, but in specifically in quite a sort of old-fashioned, semi-aristocratic way. Because I think she is sort of, if not herself titled, she's sort of peripherally related to yeah, gentry. Yeah, I, like, I feel like I listened to her Desert Island Discs, and I don't know if there was some connection to... See, I, I now might be getting her mixed up with Claire Balding, who... Because oh. I think they stapled the Queen Mother's horses or something. But I think <laughs> I think Miranda, there's some... Yeah, I think there is some She's connection. very, like, jolly hockey sticks, Yes. Now that's an interesting thing because that's a that is a sort of set phrase. Some like it's like yeah. an adject an adjectival phrase. Someone Ooh. like is jolly hockey sticks, I yeah. suppose. They are very jo- jolly hockey sticks. And I, I guess that's just comes from a sort of stereotype. For me anyway, my understanding of it is that it's this stereotype of like posh women who went to all girls schools mm. and who therefore played a lot of hockey yeah. all across or yeah. just you know and a very sort of hearty and healthy yeah. and are probably into horses yeah. and a sort of very no the ones, nonsense no don't nonsense. get emotional unless it's with some sort of spaniel yeah <laughs> I mean, Miranda sort of does a parody of that in the show where she's imagining having a wearing a sort of um, waxed jacket and calling Jasper yeah. to her dog in the park. Yeah. So I think, yeah. And jolly hockey sticks, the other part. So you've got your hockey sticks and then jolly, which is actually a very posh word as well. Yeah. People like jolly good. Yeah, using jolly, jolly to mean very. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think jolly is cheerful. Everybody uses that. I mean, mainly about Santa. Yeah, well, that's Father the thing. I, I think if you said, like, oh, you, he's a very jolly person, like that yeah. would not come naturally to me to say jolly. I think it's something that posh people would say as well. Well, I would use it in, like, specific contexts, but using jolly to mean very is a jolly posh thing <laughs> to do. What would you say is the opposite of posh? Um, Common, I suppose. Yeah. Which is a very interesting word, because I... The idea of describing something as common, to me, I wouldn't. Oh, no. It seems a very, a very impolite Well, it's just to, a horrible thing yeah. to say about something. And we don't mean common as in frequent. No, that common, yeah. I, I always think this when I'm making your Instagram post and I say, like, this is a common word for blah, blah, blah. And I'm always like, because I'm so <laughs> yes, often having... Yes, common. I, well, yeah, I'm so often having to say that things are posh. Mm. And I'm like, I hope no one thinks I mean that this is common in the sense of, like, not posh. Yeah. Um, which I don't think anyone would, because I think you'd have to know British culture quite well to know what common means in that context. I also think that common meaning not posh, I mean, it's more than not posh. It's like, I don't know, there's there's a, a connotation of, like, cheap and nasty or, like, just something that's not done. I slightly think, though, that common is one of these things that it's said less by people who are genuinely posh and more by people sort of like maybe like lower middle class people who are trying to differentiate themselves from people lower down the class scale than oh, them. quite possibly, do you know what I mean? yeah. When do you think, because this is something I think when people use the word posh in the UK, what they actually mean is fancy. Yes, uh, and, interesting. And that's, and that's different. So, for example... Um, 
say if I was wearing a sort of sparkly top, mm. um, you might say to me like, "Oh, that's a very fancy top." Oh, I like your posh top. Yeah, but that's the thing. Some like some people would say posh, just meaning like yeah. smart or like fancy. Yeah. You've made a bit of an effort, or that's very posh. Yeah. Um. So that's that's different from the sort of. The like money and class related poshness that we're talking yeah. about. Like people do use posh just to mean like, oh, that's you know, that's a smart thing you're wearing. You've you know, yeah. you've thought about that. But it's funny though because it's always a little bit loaded when people say that, or they say it like semi ironically. They're like, oh, posh. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, um, but it's not, and they're not being nasty. But it's sort of like this was this is the thing in the UK. We can't give a compliment without slightly being like, who do you think you are? Well, yeah, that who is, do you think you are to dress nicely? Yeah, that is the thing. Like, it's it's just like if someone said, I don't know. Oh, those biscuits are nice. Where are they from? And then if the if you were like, oh, from M and S, people would be oh, like, posh. oh, you got posh biscuits, did you? <laughs> well, you just get the fourteen p a pack ones from Morrison's. Then it's very yeah. Fourteen p a pack from Morrison's mm. shows what you know. <laughs> Little more like. Yeah, okay, the cost of living crisis and I don't shop in supermarkets, but apart from that. <laughs> what was the other? There was another word was classy. Uh, classy. Uh, classy, a word which I cannot say without you bursting out laughing, essentially. I think it's because I only, I generally only hear that word with, like, middle-aged women. I do speak like a middle-aged woman. You do speak like a middle-aged woman, but I, I've i just generally heard that in the sort of, you know, oh, we had to, you know, I had a really, like, classy day out, and then what they say just is not what I think of as being classy. So, like, this... it's just... what well, the, the example I always think of, I don't know if you always think of this, when Preston from The Ordinary <laughs> Boys was one of Mind the Buzzcocks and Simon Amstel was reading extracts from his wife's, as in from Preston's wife, Chantelle's, uh, autobiography and there was a thing that was like oh the photo shoot was for the Daily Mail which made me feel really classy <laughs> and I think that's the point where he stormed out and it's sad because like Simon Amstel is like Oxbridge educated posh yeah. bloke and it's like not fair, really. Chantelle and Preston are working class like especially Chantelle mm. and like she'd probably she'd probably had to do some photo shoots that she didn't feel very comfortable with yeah. in the past and so she, doing one for the Daily Mail which a lot of people really don't like because it's a very it's very right controversial right wing unethical newspaper but it's also not very posh no it's not it's not posh and it's not classy so like yeah like the kind but, of layers yeah. of stuff going on in but that but that is a very iconic that is a very iconic thing yeah. in British pop culture him history. like marching off off this off the set yeah. of the panel show and then they got like someone from the audience I think to just sit oh, in and God. pretend to be because if people are like making fun of your wife are you supposed to just sit there and listen to that like I don't think like people criticise them for walking off but you're supposed to just sit there and let people make fun of your wife I know and make fun of her because she's not posh because she's not posh yeah yeah well, now that we've had a jolly good chat about poshness in the UK... What ho? <laughs> what? Uh, we hope you've learned something uh, about life in the UK from this and about this kind of mad culture of different classes. Um, if you've got any questions, then please reach out to us in the usual ways. You can get us on Instagram. If you're part of our Patreon community, then you can message us 
through that, which would be be lovely if you were one of our patrons. Yeah. We'd really like that. You can join from as little as a pound a month. And as always, on Patreon, there will be a cheat sheet explaining in detail anything that we didn't fully cover here. Well, we've made lots of, like, mad cultural references, and we've probably used some slang that you might wonder, like, what on earth is that? So that'll all be covered in the cheat sheet. So um, you can get that if you join our pod squad, which is only a fiver a month, isn't it? Oh, my God. I yeah. Know. So we hope you'll join us for our next podcast. Remember, they go up weekly. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. And thank you so much for being part of our cute little club here and not the Queen's English. And maybe leave us like a cheeky little review or a oh rating. Gosh, you know if what? You want that, to. that would be so nice. That would be jolly nice yeah. of you. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for listening, and we will see you very soon. Bye. Bye.